put this up. This woman tweeted, I will never regret the vaccine, even if it turns out I injected actual poison and have only days to live. My heart and is was in the right place. I got vaccinated out of love while anti-vaxxers did everything out of hate. If I have to die because of my love for the world, then so be it. But I will never regret or apologize for it. It's a fascinating perspective. First of all, the tweet has now been confirmed to have been fake. But there's a reason why I'm playing Joe Rogan's uh, clip to get into the correction, because I believe corrections should be issued as loud as the announcement itself that was incorrect. But there's another reason. Listen to Joe Rogan assessing something that he vehemently disagrees with and the tone and tenor of his disagreement, despite the fact that the tweet ends up being fake. And we'll get into it. And it's also a fascinating perspective that this person claims to be about love, but has the most uncharitable view of people who didn't get vaccinated. They, that everyone got anti-vax out of hate. The idea that I didn't get vaccinated out of hate, I find so ridiculous. Like, I don't hate anyone. I am a loving person. I do it on purpose. I go out of my way to be as charitable and as kind as possible. And when I don't, I feel very disappointed in myself. If I make any decision or a statement that I feel like doesn't align with that, maybe flippantly in the moment, maybe joking around, I've, I'm very disappointed in myself. I'm very self-critical. I like Joe Rogan, period. Full stop, I like Joe Rogan. The old expression, goodness is its own reward, and the anecdote, that I uh, once shared with everybody was that I went into the bathroom in my old office space uh, where it was just my office on that floor and two other small offices, not lawyers, just other people. And I go into the bathroom and the bathroom reeks because someone took a massive dump and didn't flush the toilet. It was disgusting. And I could have just left the bathroom and say, not my mess, not my fault, not my problem. And I say, Ugh going to go flush the toilet. It's like, I'm going to hold my breath and do all the, the, the insane OCD ritual things. Flush the toilet. Sure enough, you know, it freshens up the bathroom. And as I leave the bathroom, somebody else comes in. And had I not flushed the toilet, they surely would have thought that I took the dump and discourteously left it there for a, what? So the goodness to some extent being its own reward. Sorry for the poopy potty analogy. Uh, Joe Rogan. It's not just that he says it and doesn't act that way. I, I think he genuinely does. And the evidence that he does is how he dealt with that tweet, which now turns out to be fake on its, on its own, but we'll get into you know what was the actual tweet. Even in his judgment of what many people judged much more harshly, much more rudely, much more sassily, um, even in his judgment on that, he was tolerant, thoughtful, and forgiving. And now that it turns out that the tweet, the tweet in and of itself was fake, well, Joe Rogan being thoughtful, caring, even in his disagreement, saying, you know, it's a fascinating perspective, because although that tweet was fake, the perspective is, in fact, one that has been publicly espoused by others. There was that Australian journalist who got myocarditis from the jab and said, I'd still do it again. It's what we have to do for the greater good. I mean, literally, we, we talked about it. I forget what her name is. Um, am I blurry? Whether or not this particular MD and that particular tweet was fake, and it was, and we'll get to it, 
Others have espoused a similar view uh, in equally categoric terms. But Joe Rogan is not judgmental, not rude, not mean-spirited. So it's a fascinating perspective, and it lacks insight. And now that he happened to have been wrong on that tweet, well, the fact that he was forgiving and weighed his words and thoughtful is his own reward. Because although the tweet ended up being fake and Joe Rogan had to delete that segment from the podcast with uh, Brett Weinstein, he's not an asshole. As it roll, he's not an asshole, uh, in, even in the way that he reacted to it. All right, now the tweet. I am a firm proponent in the belief that first of all, there is no such thing as perfection of result. What you might have is perfection of process. And perfection of process necessarily admits for a process when one makes a mistake, because people will make mistakes, people will get duped, people will retweet something that is inaccurate, false. Um, I'm a firm proponent of, of the idea that the correction has to be in as much as possible as public as the mistake itself. That was the tweet that made the rounds. I'm sure you all saw it. It was from an account named Soul Nada MD, a real account on Twitter. And it was a screen grab of a tweet uh, that said what Joe Rogan read. And it went viral. The initial person, blue check mark, who shared it, uh, you know, people, people thought it was real. People retweeted it. Some people not so tolerantly judged the tweet. Other people apparently started harassing the, uh, the account holder, yada, yada. I initially, when I saw that tweet the first time, I said, this has to be parody. It, it has to be. There's no other way around it. But the account is now uh, locked. It's, it's in protected mode, which seems suspicious. If something is a fake tweet, my goodness, the first thing you do is put a pinned tweet on your profile. That tweet is fake. It's not mine. Everyone be warned. Okay. Joe Rogan did the, did the segment on it. I retweeted it with, let me see if I have my retweet. And I said, at first, I thought it had to be parody. Well, I'm not going to. Hold on a second. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring up mine because I know that I have it. Uh, I said, at first I thought it had to be parody. Go to the account. At first it was locked and now I'm blocked. And I said, well, I guess, it, I guess it's real. I mean, who, who blocks someone um, willy-nilly under those circumstances? And I erroneously, just to show my mistake, which I'll make as public as the correction. Here. I know I have it somewhere here. Here. The tweet purportedly from Solnata MD is not parody, but apparently fabricated from a tweet generator. I don't know why she would have protected tweets and blocked me since I thought it had to be parody. I would have gladly blasted out that the tweet was fake had she told me. And this is where the people who want to try to justify their mistake or rationalize their mistake to themselves are going to say, well, the original tweets are not much better. So yada, yada. This is the original tweet. This is from her account. These are screen grabs because I've been blocked and couldn't verify the original tweet or these. Uh, this tweet is what trolls are attacking, but they rewrote it. I stand by the tweet below, which says, it's been a little over two years since I got my first Pfizer shot. Since then, I've received four more shots, including bivalent boosters. If I had to make this decision again, I wouldn't have done anything different. That's the uh, allegedly authentic tweet. Um, the, mis the, the, the fabricated one, some are going to say it's no, it's no worse, but it's fabricated. And in, in, in any event, nobody should ever harass, uh, bombard, threaten, whatever, anybody for things they've said on social media. But it's, my reflexive mistake was I tried to go to the account to verify, 
protected and then blocked. And I say, oh, I guess it's, I guess it's real. Uh, still absurd. But even, even in my judgment of that, re- even in my retweet, again, goodness is its own reward. Uh, that tweet was fake and everyone should know it. Whether or not you think the authentic tweet is any better, up to you. Um, but you should know it. Everybody should know it. Don't make the same mistake in retweeting it. And kudos to Joe Rogan. Outright apologized. Pulled the clip from the show, but it's still on Twitter. Um, but people should know of the correction so they don't make the mistake again. Now, good morning. Does anyone hear the noise? I have, let me see if I can show what I've done. Let me just make sure we're good on Rumble. Good. Uh, let, let me show you what I've done. Add to stream. Let me show you what I've done here. Because there's construction going on. And my wife says, Viva. She calls me Viva now. She doesn't. She says, Dave, you should turn uh, your stubbornness into something uh, inspirational, motivational. Don't wait for things to be perfect in order to do things. Done is better than perfect. Perseverance is better than finding excuses. There is so much noise going on in this house. Uh, But I've locked myself in the studio. I have soundproofed it. From the inside, as you can see, those are the crappy panels that I once ordered off of Amazon. Junk. They didn't stick to the wall. They were compressed. And yet, I have stitched them together and put them over the flaps of the doors to block the sound. That's Pudge. And if she pees or poops on that, uh, that'll be a problem. Uh, that's from the inside. My wife, from the outside, <laughs> padded me in, butt proper. So I don't know if anybody hears any noise. Let me know what you hear, if you hear any noise. And I am soundproofing the studio. Yesterday was one of those days. If anybody follows us on Locals, vivabarneslaw.locals.com, I put out a poll yesterday. I said, I couldn't do anything in this room because of the construction behind me. That construction is done. I've got a day where I can't work even if I wanted to. Should I go biking, fishing, to the beach? Uh, What were the other options, Locals? Um, Fishing, biking, to the beach soundproof the studio or all of the above uh i tried to do all of the above and i got none of the above done i ended up exercising jb i got none of the above done because i went to home depot they don't have soundproof panels i went to best buy they don't have soundproof panels uh i then came back my wife said the house is too dusty and noisy take me and the dogs we'll go to the beach took her and the dogs went to the beach found out real quick there's only one beach in our area that allows dogs And apparently they only allow dogs uh, Friday through Sunday, 9 through 12, uh, 5 to sunset, and only if you have a permit for the dog. So uh, by the time we got turned away from the beach, came back, picked up the kids, and that was the end of the day. All right. Poop is sound dampening. Y'all good. There's no question. I could use it like, uh, like cement to go through the bottom of the door. Nate Edwards, thank you very much. And standard disclaimers here, everybody. Super Chats, for anybody who chooses to support the channel through Super Chats, thank you very much. You should know, YouTube takes 30% of Super Chats. If you don't like that, simultaneously streaming on the Rumbles, the pinned link to Rumble is in the pinned link in the chat in YouTube. They have these things called Rumble Rants, where they take 20%. Better for the creator, better for the platform, yada, yada, you know it. Best place to support, if you want to support Robert and I, me, Robert and me, and everything that we do, locals, vivabarneslaw.locals.com where we have a live chat currently pending. Mr. Mike, Mr. Mike in the chat says, barricaded yourself inside, plus a guard dog. I think you're secure. The only thing, Mr. Mike, everybody out there who wants a little TMI, I have a hyperactive bladder and I've I've, um, 
evacuated my your, my bladder multiple times before starting the stream, but the idea of being cornered and not being able to go to the bathroom, even if I want to, tremendously terrifying. Master Mulrubius, I haven't seen you in a while. Hello and happy new year, Viva and peeps. How can we change the ideas of people if we, non-progressives, cannot even come to a consensus on our political leadership? This is why we cannot have nice things. You're gonna, uh, my theory is there is going to be something nice coming out of this when it's all over, but we're gonna get there, Master Mulrubius. Um, because there is what to talk about with McCarthy, what to talk about with Peterson, what to talk about with something else. And then we're going to have George Alexopoulos, speaking of conservatives, conservative cartoonist, coming on to talk about, I don't know, life as a conservative cartoonist and everything that's going on in the world right now. Super Chats. Light Giver, Viva, I don't know if you can get this in Florida, but you need to watch the documentary Living Proof. That is all I'm going to say. Important documentary from Canada. Done. I'll see what I can. I'm, I'm sure I can find it here. Theophrastus 3.0 says, meh, it's three Kings Day throughout Latin America and elsewhere. That's all it is. There were over 100 far more damaging leftist riots in 2020 because it's January 6th, people. The two-year anniversary of the day that changed America politically. The political, it, it's, it's a political, um, I don't want to say fabrication. It's a political manipulation. Uh, and it's atrocious. Rizzy ability, right, risen, I'm an idiot. Risen ability says to be heard today by SCOTUS, Brunson v. Alabama. Oh, we're going to see. Bar Barnes said no chance. I think if, it's, if I'm thinking of Brunson, please look it up. I'm fairly certain, R Risen, we've talked about Brunson. And um, I think I'm fairly certain we talked about Brunson. And Barnes says no go. Good marketing, bad case. We'll see. Um, what do we want to start with before we go to locals? We've done the most important thing, which is the correction. And everybody should know that Solnata MD did not tweet that original tweet. Oh, and by the way, the evidence is that the tweet was actually too long for the character limit of Twitter. Some people said that's no evidence at all because there's a workaround. Whatever. I think the moral of the story, my goodness, uh, if there had just been a pinned comment and a tweet saying, this is fake, uh, leave me alone. My goodness, would that, would that have gotten uh, people to know the truth? Do we want to start with January 6th or do we want to start with McCarthy? No, no, you know what? Forget it. We're going to start with Jordan Peterson. So all of you know, it's so amazing in the worst possible way. Amazing might not be <laughs> the right word. You all know of Jordan Peterson. Uh, that noise was my phone on the table. Am I going in and out of focus? I think I am because of the stupid thing behind me. Chad, am I going out of focus? Let me know in the chat if I'm going in and out of focus. And if I am, I'm just going to move out of the way. But I think that no, will be good. Um, I, but I, Nature Lover, I have, I have um, indecision. We're going to start with Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, some of you may know him from back in the day, uh, took a lot of flack back in the day for sounding the alarm on Bill C-16, which would lead to compelled speech for gender identity and gender expression being amended into the criminal code for, among other reasons, aggravating factors in uh, hate crimes. Well, he's, he's back in the news. I mean, recently he got booted from Twitter under old administration for referring to... What's the actor's name? Elliot Page as whatever Elliot's original name was. 
uh, for dead naming Paige and for referring to the doctor that removed uh, Paige's breasts as a criminal doctor. Got booted, uh, said, I'll die before I delete that tweet and you guys can meet me and in, in, I'll see you from heaven in hell. Uh, he's in trouble again in Canada because we're going to get to it in communist Canada. Uh, the, the, the media holds citizens accountable to the government and not the government accountable to the citizens. Let me pull up the article. The campaign to re-educate Jordan Peterson. Wall Street Journal opinion. The campaign to re-elect Jordan Peterson. You're going to find out what happened here. For speaking his mind, the psychologist could lose his license. I do wonder to what extent Jordan Peterson even uses his license anymore. I, I doubt he does and might keep it as an act of defiance, as I am you know, currently doing with my law license because I don't really have that many active files and maybe one day I'll want to return to the practice. You would think Canadians had learned by now not to tell Jordan Peterson what to do. The psychology professor became an internet sensation in 2016 after arguing the Canadian... Oh, okay. After arguing that Canadian legislation amounted to compelled speech and gender pronouns. Now the College of Psychologists of Ontario is demanding that Peterson acknowledged he, quote, lacked professionalism in public statements and undergo a coaching program of remedial education. I was thinking of this the other day, by the way. Um, let me just pull this out for one second and we're going to come back to it. I was thinking of this the other day when, where was I? I was exercising, that's right, and watching the television, and I saw an ad with Neil Patrick Harris. And I'm like, this is an ad for, uh, not DoorDash, but one of those food delivery things. I'm like, do people know who Neil Patrick Harris is? Like, yeah, he's in How I Met Your Mother. Um, Neil Patrick Harris, and I'm, I'm not saying this in any attempt, disguised, veiled, or otherwise, to cancel Neil Patrick Harris. I like him as an actor, as a comedian. Neil Patrick Harris has been involved in some of the most foul, offensive comedy acting imaginable. Uh, you know, doing cocaine off hookers' bums in a speeding car while releasing fluid onto Harold and Kumar in Harold and Kumar Go to White Castle. The second one was even worse. E edgy, offensive, nasty comedy. And now he's out there doing family commercials for, you know, sweet granny and mom and pop's products. And I'm thinking, like, do they not know of his acting history? Do they not know of his comedic history? I suspect they do. And I suspect they don't care because one draws a distinction between acting and, I guess, sponsorships at large. Um, but imagine thinking, like, okay, you could, you could do cocaine off a hooker's bum while driving, speeding, and then releasing bottle of fluids uh, onto ongoers. That's cool, but um, if you make some edgy tweets that people don't like you should uh, not in the context of your practice uh you should lose your license or submit to re-education it has nothing to do with the substance of the thought it has to do with the identity and political orientation of the interlocutor or the speaker and that's what weaponizing idea ideology and speech and thought itself means jordan peterson said things that people don't like he he was not out there calling for violence he was never out there promoting crimes, committing crimes, or even harassing in the broadest of senses. He's a man, an educated man, speaking his mind uh, it, it unabashedly. And, oh, no, 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 no. You can't, you can't say that Elliot Page um, 
she committed a sin by, by being proud of, of her decisions. You can't call doctors who, who, according to some people's legitimate beliefs, mutilated otherwise healthy body parts. Of an adult, I, I'm prepared to let adults do what they want. There are those who believe that do no harm applies to a doctor's even when the adult says do harm to me, but okay. But no, no, calling the doctor criminal. Oh, let's go after his license because that's how, that's how it works, right? When you want to punish someone, you go after their uh, job, you go after their remuneration, you go after their license, you go after their public persona, you go after their very existence. It's a form of public execution and people should appreciate that. The College of Psychologists, the governing body in Ontario, appointed an investigator. They have nothing better to do, by the way. You don't have actual psychologists actually committing malpractice during their actual practice. No, this is what you got to go after, social media comments. To examine complaints about Mr. Peterson's comments on Twitter and the popular Joe Rogan podcast. On November 22nd, the, the college's panel released a decision. Per images provided by Mr. Peterson, the panel ruled the comments at issue appear to undermine the public trust in the profession as a whole. According to whom? And raise questions about your ability to carry out your responsibilities as a psychologist? According to whom? What better way to compromise someone's ability to carry out their responsibilities as a psychologist than to subordinate their own thought and practice itself to the college, to superiors? What are these comments? Calling Elliot Page the transgender actor by his former name, Ellen. Oh my goodness. And the pronoun her. Can you imagine the absolute insanity of this? When you want to refer to Paige as the actress who played a pregnant young person in Juno, you've got to say Elliot Page in his acting career played a pregnant woman. It, it's preposterous. And when Peterson was talking about compelled speech in 2016, it's the manifestation of compelled speech in 2023. Holy cows. Calling an advisor to Justin Trudeau a prick. Oh my goodness, I made a joke the other day. When, does calling, when is calling Justin Trudeau a bad man going to amount to hate speech in Canada? Holy crab apples. A sarcastic crack at anti-growth environmentalists for not caring that their energy policies lead to deaths of poor third world children. Calling a former client vindictive, objecting to a Sports Illustrated swimsuit cover of a plus-size model. Sorry, not beautiful, and no amount of authoritarian tolerance is going to change that. In Canada, even offenses begin. In Canada, even offenses begin with sorry. In Canada, even offenses begin with sorry. Oh, I get it. Okay, sorry. The impact risk in this case is significant. The panel found because the comments may cause harm. To whom? In what realm of causation? Could those comments cause harm? Who would they cause harm to? Overweight people? Someone saying, I don't find overweight people attractive is going to cause harm to overweight people? How about if they say, I don't find blondes attractive? I don't find brunettes attractive? I don't find big breasts attractive? I don't find small breasts attractive? Oh, my God. Um, okay, it doesn't matter. It counseled Peterson that coaching would help mitigate any risks to the public. We're in an episode of The Simpsons, people. Time for re-education, Homer. The College of Psychologists declined to comment on the case, citing confidentiality. Well, I'm pretty sure they, they might have waived some element of confidentiality, or at the very least, Jordan Peterson did. 
Peterson responded sensibly. Who exactly was harmed? How, when, to what degree, and how was the harm measured? He says there have been about a dozen formal complaints since 2017, each one demanding a formal reply. One complaint, complainant, cited Mr. Peterson. I get so nervous. I'm actually not on this. I am. Okay. Cited Mr. Peterson's Twitter response to a critic worried about overpopulation. You're free to leave at any point, Mr. Peterson thinks. The investigations aren't about mitigating harm, but preventing free expression, and that the process is the punishment as it is. Giving online detractors an effective way to badger him. He's not wrong. Professional bodies are supposed to ensure that practitioners are competent, not enforce political orthodoxies, or act as language police outside of the office. Who is this? Writing for the Wash... Oh, this is the Wall Street Journal, not the Washington Compost. Sorry. For a second there, I thought I might have to reassess my assessment of the, the Washington Compost. Law Society of Ontario had pushed back a mandatory diversity pledge for all lawyers until a member's revolt. Oh, sorry, this this is actually interesting. Uh, But that's the trend in Western Medical Association and beyond. The Law Society of Ontario had pushed a mandatory diversity pledge for all lawyers until a member's revolt took over the board and nixed the pledge in 2019. I remember that because my brother, uh, Lion Advocacy on Twitter, uh, was was outraged by that, uh, as, as were we all or I should say anyone with half a brain. At the time, the Ontario lawyer objected to the ever-expanding mission to socially engineer the profession. Sounds like an issue of id, ego, and superego. You could ask a psychologist about it. Um, Let me bring something up here, actually. Viva Fry Twitter bar complaint Trudeau. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. This is the YouTube video. Let me see if I, 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 I uh, oh, um, you, it was euthanasia. How do you spell it? Like that. Okay. I'm sure I'll, I'll be able to find it. That's YouTube. Where is it? Oh, come on. I, I had put out a, tw- a, a tweet that Justin Trudeau uh, had killed. <laughs> well, th- this was the joke that I put up the other day. Justin Trudeau's a bad man. And then jokingly retweeted how long until this is um, hate speech in Canada. I put out a tweet uh, hyperbolically saying how Justin Trudeau under the 2021 MAIDS program, Medical Assistance in Dying, killed over 10,000 Canadians in Canada. Factually true. Apparently, and this, this is, you know, I, I, I was public about this because I was allowed to be public about it. Um, someone filed a, a complaint or asked for an investigation because that tweet was offensive. And I said, it's first of all, factually correct. 10,064 Canadians euthanized in Canada in 2021 to be determined how much more in 2022. It's factually correct. Uh, it's clearly hyperbolic because as I humorously pointed out in the correction we retweet, someone, someone, someone filed a complaint about this tweet and I've been asked to clarify. Let me clarify. At no point was I seriously suggesting that Justin Trudeau personally and single-handedly killed 10,000 Canadians because at a Canadian an hour, that would take over a year. The program, the government program in Canada has euthanized over 10,000 Canadians in 2021, over 3% of all deaths in Canada. But people think when they don't like what you say on a social media platform, not in the context of exercising your profession, that what better way to punish you, 
punish your, your wrong think than to go after your license. Now Jordan Peterson is being... Uh, all you have to do, Jordan, just, just, they just go up in your brain and they pull out a little piece of it. I mean, that, that's what, that's what Moe said on The Simpsons, right? On that Treehouse of Horror episode when they all have to get lobotomies. Homer had to go back to the re-education. He says, oh, it's really not that bad. And they let you keep a little piece of it. Ooh. That was Moe. See if I can pull that clip up. If anybody actually can follow, find the tweet and the correction, because I had it as my pinned tweet for a while to satisfy the complaint, who, who wanted clarification and correction. Yes, Justin Trudeau did not go around and administer medical assistance in dying to 10,064 Canadians. It was only his administration which passed a law allowing for it that it happened. Much like, you know, no dictator in history ever goes around and single-handedly carries out the atrocities. Uh, 28 minutes in. 28 minutes in. Okay, I think it's, I think it's time to move on over to Rumble. Because we're moving. Oh, and I got Rumble rants that I didn't get to. Before we go over to Rumble, let me read the Rumble rants. We've got Kierdorf, $10 Rumble rant. Any chance to check out that, check out Viva Fry, they could use. Okay, hold on. What do I got here? Oh, any chance to check that out, Viva Fry, they could use your help, I think. This is a Rumble link to what looks like the, the, the Brunson decision. Kierdorf, let me, let me. I screen grabbed it already. Let me see if I can get it. First of all, thank you for the Rumble rant. $2 Rumble rant from GMC65 Viva. Use shipping moving blankets over the frames. They make pretty good sound booth. Uh, and I'm the biggest idiot on earth because I, for whatever the reason, because I'm stupid, some, I'm just illogical sometimes. It, it never occurred to me to ask the folks at locals. I mean, I, I, we're on locals. I know the folks at locals. They have a beautiful studio at which I'm going to be doing in-person interviews starting next week, I think. I, I just contacted one of them wrote me. He's like, dude, dude, if you're trying to soundproof, we can probably help at least connect you. So it's going to happen. The wheels are in motion, Jerry. Okay, let's do it. Let's move over to Rumble. I'm going to get the link to Rumble. It's in the pinned comment. And then we're going to talk about uh, McCarthy. Here we go. Rockstay Murray says, what's not offensive anymore? You, you know what? Silence is offensive. I, 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 guess, it's, I guess it's an evolution. I, I, I guess, you know, what's the point in having a mind if you don't change it? Uh, also, you know, maybe it's I haven't changed, but the world around me has gone flipping crazy. Enough is enough. We will, we will express ourselves and we will express ourselves proudly and without shame, but respectfully, even when we disagree with what other people are saying. Have a great stream. Pleb the reporter in the house. You see, Pleb the reporter. We did a stream last week and he's been having fun needling the, the, the Bernie brothers. What does he call them? The Bernie brothers? The PPC bros? Of which I consider myself to be one. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. And even though I disagree with his position on vote splitting and needling the PPC bros, it's still kind of funny to watch. <laughs> okay, let's do it. We are going to wind down on YouTube. Ending on YouTube, removing in three, two, one. I think we're not alone now. What do we got here? Are we good? Okay. Booyah. 2,700 on Rumble. Now Viva's watching it skyrocketing. So don't diss the YouTubers. Now we're at 3,800. And it's going up. I, lo I love, I'd much rather watch numbers go up than go down from my experience on the market. Um, okay. Have I forgotten anything with Jordan Peterson? If I can find that tweet, my humorous... Um, requested 
clarificatory, clarifying retweet. I'll do it. Um, you know what? Salty Cracker just retweeted something. Let's, let's, let's get to this. It's January 6th. It's the two-year anniversary of the darkest day in America. Um, if you're Adam Kinzinger, uh, what's her face? Liz Cheney. Rob Reich tweets out. Rob, I don't make fun of his height for obvious reasons. I'm not a tall man myself, but I don't believe in making fun of people for what they look like. Can't help it. And even if you could help it, not my thing. I had no idea Rob Reich was uh, shorter than me. Let's leave it at that. But he's got the most idiotic takes in the Twitterverse. Like, they're so bad. They're so bad. You ha- I, I, I wonder if it's a real person making the tweets or if it's like a, a, a managed by an account of, of idiots. Rob Reich. Or Reich, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Two years ago. Two years ago, Capital was attacked. Capital with a capital. Uh, two years ago, Capital was attacked. Man who incited it is now running unopposed for Republican nomination for president. His co-conspirators in Congress are now deciding on next speaker and, what, and on what terms. None have been prosecuted. It's so dumb. I'm going to be courteous as, as I can. This take is so dumb. It's so ignorant. It's so devoid of pretty much any factual basis, in fact. The man who incited it by saying protest peacefully, although they made hay out of gonna, it's, uh, what did it say? Gonna be wild? Will be wild. They made hay out of the will be wild about the reference to the protest. The man who said protest peacefully incited the attack. He incited it. When he said, protest peacefully, back the blue, we are the, we are the party of law and order, he incited it. If that's incitement, you are an unintelligent human being. I, I will respect you. I will, you know, I, I'll, I'll put a cork on your fork so you don't injure your eye. It's unintelligent. It's illogical. It shows a brain that establishes, uh, connects dots that don't exist, and then does not connect dots that are right in front of your face. He's running unopposed. For the Republican, first of all, most people don't announce their runs two years in advance, but Seth, he is, he is, for the time being, running unopposed. His co-conspirators, so he has now called Trump a criminal, and he has now called other politicians co-conspirators uh, for having conspired to have committed uh, nothing of a crime. None have been prosecuted, by the way. None have been prosecuted, although Trump was impeached for his role in inciting the erection to quote the Freudian slip of Chuck Schumer, but acquitted by the Senate. So not tried in the court of law, but impeachment being quasi-criminal, was uh, impeached by uh, the House and acquitted by the Senate. But Rob Reich says none have been prosecuted. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? You also don't get prosecuted for things that are not crimes. But but my, let's just see, are we ratioing him? We're ratioing him, but I, I made a joke. Uh, I didn't know Ray Epps was running for president. T- talking about the man who incited an attack. We need to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Look at that guy. 
He's embarrassed. He's embarrassed. Oh yeah, and uh, salty cracker. And by the way, you see Julie Kelly on the bottom there because I had asked. I had asked maybe if Julie Kelly can find time to pop in to you know celebrate January sixth. We can go over the latest, but she's doing a Twitter space now, so I'm not sure that she'll be able to make it. And uh, then we got um, <laughs> salty cracker. Happy happy Jan six Fed boys. Uh, let me go to let me go to Rumble here. Can you imagine? It's been two years. They have tried to turn January six into a day that will live in infamy, like Pearl Harbor, like 9-11, because some of, these, some of these morons, for lack of a better word, some of these politically motivated, awful, awful people have actually likened the events of January 6th, in which there was violence, there was a, there was a, vi- a protest got violent, during which two people were killed, arguably two people, Ashley Babbitt shot at point blank in the neck by a police officer who was never sanctioned, was never charged, despite his, what's the word? Despite his questionable history of having once left a firearm in the Capitol, in the Capitol building bathroom. Shot point blank in the neck by a Capitol police officer. Roseanne Boyland. There are people who suggest, think, believe that there is sufficient evidence to say that she was uh, struck by police officers and subsequently died. Her death was attributed as a medical emergency. Um, Those are the deaths. There were others who died of medical emergencies, allegedly. Uh, In the wake of of January 6th, there were apparently more police officers than you would think who took their own lives. But on the day of, other than being a violent protest in certain areas, those pockets of violence have since, uh, you know, come to define January 6th as a whole. Of, forget the fact that there were hundreds of thousands of people peacefully protesting outside the Capitol. Um, forget the fact that many people were let into the Capitol, waved in by police, doors opened by police. There were pockets of violence. There were broken windows. There, were, there was that guy who tried to steal the lectern. What was his name? The guy who tried to steal the lectern. There was QAnon shaman who... Uh, Came in with a flag on a, on a spear, horrible weapon. It, it, was the most, it was the most unarmed insurrection imaginable. They tr- they, people have actually compared it to 9-11. People in, in government still perpetuate the lie, the lie that Officer Sicknick, Officer Brian Sicknick was killed that day. New York Times has yet to explicitly correct and retract that story in which they blamed his death on a group of pro-Trump mob, a pro-Trump, a pro-Trump mob. I forget what the guy's name is, the congressman who in, 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 in the government as recently as a few months ago said that Officer Sicknick was beaten to death. Um, oh, and by the way, just yesterday, I can't, I can't vouch for any of it, but Jake Tapper yesterday put out a tweet saying that um, Sicknick's family, the estate of Sicknick, is going to be suing Donald Trump for wrongful death. I have yet to see any article confirming it. It's an amazing thing. Jake the Fake Tapper tweets that out with, with no substantiating evidence. Here. Um, and, I, and I would like to see it if there is here. Justin, Jake Tapper, the estate of Officer Brian Sicknick, who died after the January 6, 2021 Capitol attack, suing Donald Trump for wrongful death, seeking monetary damages of $10 million 
or more. To which I said, if this is true, it would be one of the most frivolous lawsuits to have ever been filed, especially because the official medical report confirmed Officer Sicknick died of natural causes. Have you got a source link confirming the story? Here we go. Reuters. Okay, well, we got this now. Let me just see which we're at here. Yeah, let's do this in real time, people. U.S. Capitol Police Officer's family sues Trump over death. January five, uh, on the two year anniversary, I'm 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 sure it's I'm sure it's an accident. The announcement: the estate of U.S. Capitol Police officer who died a day after January six riots sued former President Trump for wrongful death on Thursday, that's yesterday, claiming that he incited his supporters to commit violence that day. We're, we're going to go over the theory of the case here, by the way, in a second. I'll, I'll see if I can find the the actual lawsuit. The lawsuit was filed. In U.S. District Court against Trump on behalf of the estate of Officer Brian Sicknick, who died at age 42 from a series of strokes on January 7th. A medical examiner said that Sicknick had not suffered any injuries during the attack on the U.S. Capitol, where lawmakers were certifying results of the presidential election, ruling that Sicknick's death was due to natural causes, but said the violent events of January 6th likely played a role in his condition. Defendant Trump intentionally... Claims of the court papers. Where's the court? I'm going to have to find the court papers. Anybody who has the court papers, flip them to me. Defendant Trump intentionally riled up the crowd and directed and encouraged a mob to attack the U.S. Capitol and attack those who opposed them. Sicknick's estate claims in the court papers. The violence that followed and the injuries that violence caused, including the injuries sustained by Officer Sicknick and his eventual death, were reasonable and foreseeable consequences of Defendant Trump's words and conduct. Can you imagine the mental gymnastics? There's no doubt it's a tragedy. A tragedy does not mean turning the estate or the survivors into the monsters that they think they are battling. Suing Trump because even if, let's just think, even if, even if, even if a mob had in fact been responsible for the death of Brian Sicknick on January 6th, Trump's words and conduct were the reasonable and uh, the death was the reasonable and foreseeable consequences of Donald Trump saying peace, protest peacefully. I mean, it, it's, and now we're going to say, okay, we, we admit, we recognize the, the medical expert said he died of natural causes, but the events of January 6th might have played a role. Words that themselves were not incitement were in fact peaceful, literally. Uh, to lead people with no connection to Donald Trump who were not listening to any orders at all to go get rowdy during a protest. And then someone dies of a stroke the day after, but maybe something that occurred the day before could have possibly played a factor. Uh, therefore, Donald Trump should be held liable for $10 million. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's laughable, but insultingly so on its face. Un- unbelievable. Did I just see a $100 rumble rent? Uh, or- one orange cat... Thank you very much. Uh, but now, now I'm reading the chat. One orange cat, a $100 rumble rant says, my brother might not attend my son's wedding in May because I don't believe in the violent insurrection. And I told him two years ago, the killers were the cops and feds who incited it. What makes me genuinely sad in life is how politics or positions on issues have become litmus tests for people's ability to engage and interact with others. 
I can, I can b- understand someone thinks Donald Trump incited an insurrection. I might think that they're lacking a few uh, screws in, their, in their, the logical part of their brain. And that's as far as it goes. The, the fact that it can cause such problems with family and, and, and friends. And it's not like I don't have friends who once upon a time would send me every anti-Trump, anti-Florida piece of article that they could get. Because they, they don't actually care about any meaningful human interaction. It's all about making me agree with the way they think when it's not going to happen. This makes me sad, one orange cat. Um, but like people have said to me in my journey throughout this, you're going to piss people off with your, with your opinions. You're, you're going to piss people off with your silence. And you will lose friends and you will lose family. And that's the price of um, having principles. That's the price also of being vocal about it. There is an alternative. The question is, is the alternative any better? And people who are ideologically intolerant to such a degree... Are they people that are worth having in your life in the first place? But, the, but it is very upsetting. My brother might not attend my son's wedding. We got a $3 rumble rant from Ked, Ken Media Reader. I grew up with the Ukrainian Christmas. I can see headlines coming. Trudeau bans Ukrainian Christmas as extremist views held by a fringe group and group and not representing majority of Canadians. I have to know what you're talking about there. But uh, I know that it's the Serbian Christmas yesterday and today. Because they're on the Gregorian calendar and celebrating the holiday at a different date. So it's the two-year anniversary. Oh, this has been up the entire time. Sorry, guys. Two-year anniversary, the estate suing Donald Trump. Because when he said, and let me just get it. When he said, protest peacefully, we are on the side. Do not, do not do what they want you to do. Trump. Last two tweets from his account before he was... Before he was yeeted. Do we, do we remember these? It's amazing. He, he's been allowed back on. To, uh, he's been replatformed on, on Twitter by Musk, but has not used it. Uh, the last two tweets, the ones that Twitter, the J. God, deemed were being received as incitement. To all those who have asked, I will not be going to the inauguration on January 20th. Violence! In, in, in Twitter's twisted, demented mind at the time, in Vijay God's twisted, demented, partisan, political hack of a brain at the time, this was an indication to incite people to protest the inauguration. It was, don't go because it won't be safe for us to go because there will be, there will be violence. This is another one of his last tweets, January 8th. Oh, sorry, we're not, we're not there yet. To the 75, <clears throat> the 75 th- million Great American patriots, they took issue with the term patriot, I believe, who voted for me, America first, and make America great again, will have a giant voice long into the future. They will not be disrespected or treated unfairly in any way, shape, or form. That's violence. That was deemed to be some form of objectionable thought. This is January 6th, everyone. You you, you remember, understand why they wanted to yeet his account? Because people might actually be able to see the evidence. I am asking for, this is January 6th. Recall in that sham of a January 6th committee, that kangaroo court of a committee, bipartisan with Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, they faulted Trump for not immediately getting on television and telling people to be peaceful that day. That would have ended everything. Instead, he sat in that room and watched on TV as the violence occurred. Do, 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 do these idiots not know how many people watch TV versus how many people follow Trump on Twitter? 
75, how many, how many followers? He had uh, 85 million followers at the time. If I were to, if there were a bipartisan adversarial aspect of that committee, my question would have been, how many people do you think watch TV versus how many people watch Donald Trump on Twitter? Okay. Oh, you, you, you recognize that it's exponentially more of the people involved who follow Trump on Twitter and would not necessarily see him on CNN, MSNBC, or even Fox News. Oh, so what did he do on Twitter the day of? Oh, he says, I am asking everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence, exclamation point. Remember, we are the party of law and order. Respect the law and our great men and women in blue. Thank you. Does it tell you what time it was tweeted at? 3.13 p.m. What was the other? What was the second one that they didn't want people seeing? Oh yeah, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Two thirty-eight p.m. January sixth. Oh no, but he didn't go on CNN, a network that nobody watches, um, to condemn it. Had he done that, surely none of this would have happened. He only went on Twitter in multiple posts to 75, 80 million people in real time and told them what his true message was. But no, it doesn't matter. Uh, okay, let me see what we got here. Chris Rumble's in the house. That's actually the CEO of Rumble. Chris, happy new year, sir. Viva, show everyone the new Rumble design at the end of your show. Chris, if you couldn't DM me the new Rumble design, where is it? I'm gonna see this. Booyah. Uh, Chris, CEO of Rumble a man who has walked the walk and talked the talk. And when France comes in and says, you better deplatform RT in France, Chris says, thanks, but no thanks. And if you want to deprive your citizens of free access to the internet, you can go ahead and be the tyrant. I'm not going to go ahead and be the censor. Chris, thank you very much. I will 100%. Uh, $10 rumble from MRDRN, Mr. Dern. I am so upset that this Florida, Florida Republican leader just told me real vets are congressmen who want McScatter. <laughs> um, okay, no, hold on. I think I see there. Just go to the just go to rumble.com. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna do it right now. Rumble.com. Well, I see that I'm on the front page. Oh, the, okay, hold on one second. Let me just make sure I'm understanding this in real time here. Where are we? So the first one says the new oh, the rumble design. Okay, good. I thought it was a rumble of the logo. Hold on one second. Here, people, check this out. Booyah. Let me see how it works. Here, there, I'm, I'm right there. Nice, sweet. I'm not going to go into my account. Second low live is on. Oh, upcoming. Who else is live right now? Benny Johnson is live. How it could end. The Rubin Report. Massive Rumble update. Matt Kors. Viva Fry, live with George Alexopoulos, who I see now in the backstage. So I should probably... I see him in the backstage. It either looks like he's in a shark cage... Or let me see if I can make out what that is. We're gonna get we're gonna get Alex on here. Chris, thank you very much. It looks beautiful. It looks sleek, and I'm gonna go tinker with it. And I know other people are gonna go tinker with it, and they're gonna let me know what they think, and then I will in turn let you know what they think. So awesome stuff, and thank you very much for the Rumble rants. Uh, now I'm lost. Where am I? Okay, I'm going back here, and let's see. What we got light, bright, dark mode. Light, bright. What is what is dark mode? It's basically YouTube, but that's fine. Hey, Dauber213, I'm going to have to go tinker with it, but um, it looks great. Chris says, exit life. Yes, Rumble is more refined for sure, says Dreadspear. Okay, amazing. Now what I'm doing is I'm going to take that out of the stream. Taking it out. George, I'm going to bring you in. Am I, 
why do I always get very nervous that I'm making mistakes on names? Neuroses is a terrible thing. Okay, good. It is Alexopoulos. And the way I remember that, I don't know how I remember that. All right. George, do you need 30 seconds or should I bring you in? Good. Okay, we're doing it. Stop screen. Bring in George. Sir, how goes the battle? It's all right. I am, in fact, in a shark cage. I'm underwater at this very moment. The funny thing is, okay, satisfy my neuroses. Move your camera or move your body. There you go. Four samples. Uh, That's interesting. You'd be a horrible artist if you have that kind of OCD. Like I, I, uh, <laughs> it's not only would I be a horrible artist, I'd be a very annoying husband, which I am. <laughs> well, you'd be a great artist too, maybe. The the best ones are pretty crazy. Well, let, let me see. I, oh, hold on one second. Check this out. Oi! This is an actual piece from my um, childhood. Oh, sweet. I, I, I think I've showed it before and someone knew exactly what it was. Here, I'll bring it up there. Is that it, ink? It is ink. It was done with those... Um, uh, what do they call those feather pens? Uh, uh, you know, the things where you dip the pen in. Uh, quill? Pen? I don't remember, but yeah, I know which ones you mean. And it was cro- the, the technique was cross-hatching. Now, I think the last time I showed it, people immediately, or some people knew, it was the National Geographic frog, and I put a doobie in its mouth because I was in high school, and that was the, the thing to do back then. Um, edgy. Okay, George, let me, look, for people who don't know, who, I've never met you in person before. We've, been, we've known each other on, on Twitter. I've seen your work. Uh, I've seen your Twitter feed, which is fun for anybody who doesn't know, but who are you? T- tell the world. And uh, I- I've been doing my homework. I have found no scandals as of yet, other than the fact that you're a conservative. Well, plenty of scandals in the sense of like woke people coming after me, I guess. But um, I guess I would be known for being a political slash current events cartoonist. Uh, the past three-ish years I've been known on Twitter. Before that, I was around like, let's say Reddit and stuff. And then Reddit decided to run me off. So in the years prior, I was there, and uh, I've been making video games, comics for the longest time, graphic novels. But I think I'm known for uh, political cartooning, leaning center-right, I suppose. Uh, Libertarian-ish. I don't know. And now, uh, so you were, for people who don't know the environment at Reddit, you started Reddit, how long were you there for, and what were you doing on Reddit? Like, using it as a platform to share your content? Uh, yeah, I mean, I was Reddit it has been one of those websites for the longest time, I'm going to say since 2008, maybe a little after that, I was posting my comics there, I was getting work. So I was uh, an indie game developer, uh, freelancing, I would do art assets for all kinds of like little cute games or 3D models and texture work and just whoever wanted to hire me for however long they wanted to, you know, I had my price whatever they could negotiate. Um, so yeah, I would find work through that. And, uh, I guess long story short is one day I posted a few strips that got really popular really quickly. I hit the front page a few times before this and that was fun. Um, but this one comic hit like the number one spot of all time. Uh, and, uh, then people started saying, who is this guy? They, I wasn't that known, I suppose. So they ran to my Twitter, found out I followed people like Shapiro and stuff and Crowder. Like, oh, he's a conservative. We accidentally voted a conservative to our number one spot on r slash comics at the time. And since I've been dethroned. Um, But anyway, so they found out, you know, I was a secret, you know, whatever. I'm not a commie. So I suppose that makes me literally Hitler to them. Uh, So they ran me off their website and tried to dox me. That was fun. And then I had to rebuild everything from scratch on Twitter. 
Uh, and that was, I don't know, maybe four years ago, something like that, 2018, I'm going to say. And try to dox you. Have, have you been, I mean, is George Alexopoulos your real name? It is. And from my cup, you could see I, li I love New Jersey. I'm not going to say if I live in New Jersey. I do live in New Jersey. Well, I mean, at some point, you, <laughs> at some point when you become a, a public figure of sorts, uh, yeah. you, you, you become doxed in the sense that people know who you are and they can, in theory, find out, you know, the question is whether or not they can leverage your social media stuff against your private life, uh, your, your profession. But so you, independent, independent cartoonist, how do you get into that? Into that? I mean, I was working as an independent, uh, I was working at a print shop part-time for many years. Uh, I'm going to say 10 years ago, something like that. And then I decided in 2014, I had won a, uh, I'll center myself here. I had won an international manga award where um, they flew me out there and gave me a you know, nice award. It was like this huge honorable thing. I was a huge manga fan and it's my, it's my uh, discipline, let's say. So after that, I decided, you know, even though I'm not a professional full-timer yet, I decided to quit and pursue art as a full-time thing, even though comics in the United States are in kind of a weird place, you know, like DC and Marvel and all that stuff. I couldn't find work at the big four, but I decided I'm going to try to pursue it um, independently. Um, and I guess I've been stumbling along ever since some years are better than others in terms of income, if that's the question. Uh, like I recently just had my Patreon pulled, uh, last month. So why, uh, they gave me, can I curse on your, uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. They gave me the same old bullshit, you know, answers of like, Oh, if you could take down these three strips and make sure you don't post anything like this anywhere on the internet ever again. So they tried to editorialize my content, basically. So what, it was what, the whole thing of, we're not going to cancel you, but here, put this gun to your head and pull the trigger for us, and then we'll have you continue work for us. So I, well, I'm showing one, one, um, one of your, I don't know if you call them cartoons or comics, and I don't want to be demeaning because they're works of art, in my opinion, but showing one so people can get a feel for what you do. Uh, related to January 6th, in, in a sense, but what, what was the essence of the three that Patreon suggested you remove? Uh, you know, I didn't check because mm -hmm. there's too many to count, really. It was just a matter of time. We knew they were going to pull me at some point. Uh, I can check for you. Um, no, no, I, I just want to... It like... could be as simple as a strip where, you know, those people who were gluing their hands to paintings, those uh, environmentalists? Yep. I drew one where... Uh, he had been injured in such a way where lots of spaghetti sauce was splattered all over the wall. And uh, I'm sure that could be interpreted as violence, but it was spaghetti sauce. So there are all kinds of strips like that. Or uh, I joke about uh, the rainbow people, let's say. I, I draw them in unflattering ways. And as you know, they're very, uh, what's the word? They're the underdogs in today's society. So we can't make fun of those underdogs. The, the, the protected political class. I, I want to get, I want to show, you know, hold on. I'm going I'm to pull up a few more while you tell us this. So there, there's, I mean, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any that call for violence. I've seen a number that are just, the artistic way, it's, it's very much reminiscent of that. Um, the scene in Kill Bill, was it the scene in Kill Bill w w that became the cartoon scene when it was showing how the, um, the, the evil guy was, got killed and stabbed through the bed? The yeah. style is much like that. The way you make Biden look is much like that. Um, but I, I, as far as I've seen, and I did some research, no, no ever real call for violence in any way, no glorification of violence, uh, no targeted harassment. 
if, if, if we know what that is anymore? Well, I mean, I'm not a jerk in the sense that I'm going to say I'm going to draw a public figure and say, hey, let's it would be a shame if they got hurt in this way. I don't necessarily think I mean, a it's too too much low hanging fruit. And no, I don't think that's polite. I mean, I may have I have to I'm going to say I never did it, but I may be wrong. Um, but a hypothetical person who doesn't have a name, it's just a drawing of a person, might be getting hurt. Like, I wanted to draw some guy getting run over by a car. Not a real person, but a person who is like, um, who stands for X, Y, or Z, getting run over. And then I'm like, no, I don't need people saying, oh, he wants them to be run over. But then sometimes I'll draw a strip where violence, I mean, I drew when those people were degloving their thighs to create fake penises. I mean, I drew that, that was pretty graphic, but that's encouraged these days. I mean, but that's the thing. It, what's the difference between a drawing and a photograph? Let's say if a photograph of something gnarly can be posted, why shouldn't a drawing? Um, I don't see, I don't know. They could object about anything though. Well, uh, they, they don't need an excuse. I'm just, I'm pulling up some just so people can get a feel for this. How do you do these? Are these, um, uh, are these all digital or are these, um, I mean, if I just, I'll take, I'll take the first one that comes up here. Sure. I, I love um, it. When, <laughs> first of all, your, your depictions of Nancy Pelosi um, are, 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 I'll say hilarious, but some people might not find them hilarious. Okay, here we go. Let's see. Is that an example of what you want me to mention? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Actually, how, do you, how do you do this? Is this, is this digital or is this like yeah, airbrush? Just digital Photoshop, uh, basic you know you pencil it out then you fill in the colors and then you polish it up i give myself maybe a max of four hours per strip um and you know it's some of them look better than others i suppose but uh, yeah that's an example of a digital painting i suppose my background is in like i mentioned games development and concept art so i bring tools and tricks from concept art into cartoons. So my cartoons, I guess, don't look like, say, a New Yorker strip, unless I intentionally lampoon their style, for example. Um, so yeah, the, the reason my strips look the way they do is because I'm drawing them as if I'm doing concept art for a game or a comic or something like that. It's, it's a quick and dirty style. So a lot of the times, um, if you're familiar with impressionists, they use a lot of tricks, like if you choose the right color and make the right shapes, generally you can trick the human eye into thinking, like people joke about my hands are very badly drawn because I just kind of make the shape of a hand, but I don't care about each rendering each little finger in detail. I think every panel has a focus point, like say a facial expression. And if you nail the expression, everything around it kind of gets ignored. You only really read a strip in a few seconds anyway. So I think autists like myself or OCD people might notice, you know, the colors are wrong or oh, that's not what a gun looks like, you know, something like that. But I think the majority of people don't care. They get the joke. They keep, they hit like, hopefully and keep scrolling. That's my goal. Now, if, if I were going to say, if anybody should be involved in an NFT for whatever those are worth, like I, I could, I could buy that digital art and be happy to, uh, to plug yourself. How, do you sell your stuff? Is it, um, is it available for the, for public acquisition or is it, uh, freely available online? Uh, it is, well, digitally, uh, yeah, you could just find it. I mean, Instagram's the best way to find my stuff. I'm still at gprime85 on Instagram. Uh, I do sell collections of my book on my Etsy page, which is uh, linked on my Twitter and my Instagram. And um, as far as 
buying copies. Yeah, most of my comics are collected in physical collection uh, form. So you could buy that on Etsy. But one of my books got pulled. Actually, you showed the uh, the strip you showed with the Confederate flag got pulled from Etsy because they said they don't like depictions of hate symbols, something like that. Uh, mind, it was a Confederate flag, but the strip was about a guy Who infiltrating the far right. Yeah. The joke was he was he was making a bad uh, lampoon of them by dressing up like a Confederate flag. Hey, praise Trump and pass the ammo. It was a joke, but that got pulled anyway. Um, so that is not available. But I made let's uh, political cartoonings in the past, Mister Frey. It's I'm now a children's book author. If you've if you've heard, maybe you see we made a book. A children's book. It's perfectly, and I'm not saying this with any sarcasm, it's perfectly wholesome. Uncancelable as far as I'm concerned. And I'm not even the person running the shop. If you go to my Twitter, you can see it's a completely different account. It has nothing to do with me. I just make the book. And that, that shop is called Polkadot, P-O-K-I-D-O-T. And I encourage everyone to go there. It has nothing to do with me. I say this again. It has nothing to do with me. It's uncancelable. And if it is canceled, there's some funny business going on. Children's shop, very wholesome. Uh, all right, now, well, George, th this is the, the bigger question. Bringing this all back into contemporary politics, are you following what's going on right now with the, oh, I don't know, they're up to the 11th vote of- uh, Oh, just not, 11? Yeah, well, the, I know it was 10 as of last night. Uh, <laughs> when, when they reached the seventh, there were some people floating the idea that this is how Trump is going to become Speaker of the House. Are you following this? What's your view on McCarthy? You're an American born and raised, like you've been in New Jersey your whole yeah, life. Yeah, my whole life. So um, you probably know more about this. What's, what's your feeling? What's your take um, of what's going on right now, good or bad? And uh, should people just shut up and vote for McCarthy? I'm not the person to ask about that in the sense, like I'll, I'll watch this like it's um, a building on fire. I'm just going to watch it, have my popcorn out. There's nothing as a citizen I can do anymore. I think the last time I, I – November was the last time I thought maybe my vote counted, even though it's impossible. I live in New Jersey. I didn't even have to vote. I went without ID, and I, they still let me vote. So I, as a citizen, have nothing to do with any of this. So I try not to worry about things I can't control. Um, I'm watching the fire and the dumpster fire like everybody else. I think it's – stupid as hell. I think the Republican Party, I'm not a Republican, by the way, I'm independent, right-leaning, but I'm independent. I think they are toothless sons of bitches that are split into many factions who can't get any work done, just like the Democrat Party. I don't like them. I definitely don't like them. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. I know they're split into factions and McCarthy, nobody on my side of, I don't know, they don't like him. They call him, you know, phony baloney and all that stuff. Should they continue? I don't know. I mean, I don't think Trump being selected is even remotely realistic. I don't know what their move is there. What do I say? I think it's stupid. I think they're stupid. I think they're useless. And I don't think anything's going to really change until 24. But maybe even then nothing's going to change. So I'm just kind of, for the next two years, I'm doing other stuff, to be honest. I, I think there's nothing left for me to do right now. In my opinion, maybe I'm wrong. Well, now, now here's the thing. So first of all, how old are you? Did you say you're 33? And why am I thinking you said that? <laughs> God bless you for saying that. I'm 37. 37. Okay. So you, you've been in America your entire life. You've lived through politics. Um, I, I'm, I'm new to American politics in the sense that like, I've only been following it. 2016 is when I got 
uh, awakened in, in a sense. Okay. Um, first of all, you live in New Jersey politically. Have you ever thought about defecting and going, you know, I see, we see a lot of New Yorkers and New Jerseyers down in Florida. Have you thought about defecting? Yes, and I would have, except uh, other external factors are preventing it. And uh, that's okay. Um, I'm not the person who can decide these things. This is, um, I, I would need to convince other people, let's say. Okay. And um, I want to, though. Now, uh, have, has the evolution of politics in America gotten worse or has it always been like this, but we're just becoming more aware of it now? Uh, fun question. Uh, I became politically aware, I guess, around 9-11. So I would have been in high school, um, daily show. I was uh, artsy-fartsy left-ish. And then I migrated right because I had a strong backing in, say, Christianity. So I had a lot of conservative values hammered into me from a young age, but I was also artsy-fartsy. So I was a little bit of both. 9-11 um, happens, and then I'm paying attention to the Afghanistan stuff. I wanted to sort of go into the military just as a young man. It's like, yeah, I want to fight whoever did this. And then it turns out it was just a, a clusterfuck, and, and we don't even know who's behind this, and we're just invading people for no reason at this point. It's Iraq and all that stuff. Anyway, um, so I didn't love the Bush years. I didn't love conservatives during those years. I definitely didn't like Obama um, during those years. So I was just a, a homeless, whatever. In 2016, I voted for uh, Gary, what's his face? This The the pothead. Do you remember? Who, maybe uh, no, I, I can only think Gary of Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. Okay. Yeah, 2016, I voted for Johnson because I'm like, all right, Trump, surely this is a joke. Uh, so Trump gets in and I'm like, OK, whatever, I'll, I'll join the party. This is stupid. Uh, and over the years, I'm like, you know, he's actually doing a decent enough job, at least from where I was sitting. Um, but no, I've, I've never thought politics from where I was sitting. I never liked politicians, let's say. I don't think I think they're all sleazy. I think they're all assholes. Um, I like the outsider symbol. Um <clears throat> I'm not answering your question well. No, no, that's good. It's, good. it's good enough. I mean, well, first of all, when we're done, I'm going to get back into, I, I got some articles in the lineup to show exactly why people just hate politicians at large. But I guess the, the, the question is this, uh, above and beyond where you see yourself going in, in, in short, you know, in the near future, where do you see America going in the near future? And are you optimistic or pessimistic? Uh, I'm going to say I want to be optimistic. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of bumping our heads along the way. Uh, I don't want to be pessimistic because it's like, why get up in the morning then if you're going to give up? I think 2024 is going to be another clusterfuck. Um, Trump versus DeSantis is going to be a huge problem. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Like, there's a lot of people who say never DeSantis on the right. Uh, I am of the opinion that DeSantis is probably a stronger symbol to get behind, especially in 24. He's more stable, let's say. Uh, I think Trump's hour has probably passed. I can't confirm this. Uh, I can go into the reasons why, but um, I, I think he's not the man that we need in 24, let's say. So I think it's for the next two years going to be about just hang on and try to survive, probably. It's going to get nasty for a few years. And um, I don't know, unless World War III breaks out, probably we can... We could pull it together in 24, let's say conservative-ish. But who knows what kind of damage can be done in the next two years. So I'm in survival mode, to be honest. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know if I'll be a cartoonist in the next few months, to be honest. So uh, I may just be a janitor watching everything fall apart around me. So well, it's, it's, it's your your profile says unemployed cartoonist, but your stuff is is magnificent. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's 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 unique, um, and I think that you know the message clearly reverberates with with people. Uh, George, what I'm going to do at, when we're after this, I'm going to put up all your pin. I'm going to put up your links in the pin comments. But um, I, I thought everybody. People know who you are, but I think people, more people should know who you are. But if you give up on the illustration, you're going to go get a regular job and, and uh, be miserable? <clears throat> miserable. Working is something to be proud of, sir. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, I think um, I've been trying to make this work for a long time. I'm a very stubborn and proud bastard, and I've been offered work as an illustrator. I just don't like being told what to do, I guess. So it's it's of my own doing if I decide to become a gen. But right now, honestly, I think I'm going to still do political strips or current events strips. I'm just not making any money off it. So I have to find a full-time occupation right now. Uh, I don't know if I came off as I was joking. Uh, so I am a children's book author now. So we're doing that as a real push. Uh, again, like I'm serious. Like there's this book on my Twitter. If anyone wants to check it out, Goofberry Pie. Like it's actually for kids. It's sweet. Like it's timeless and there's no um there's no agenda behind like some secret political thing or something it's just a sweet book for kids and parents my age uh our age i suppose you know they have younger kids and they say we just want good content for the kids that isn't secretly trying to get them to accept things that we find detestable Mm -hmm. let's say so we're trying that for the next few months um it's my wife's shop actually I don't know why I'm pretending like this is some secret thing. She makes like really amazing, beautiful plushies and we're both making books. And so she's got that business going and I'm boosting her business up by making a book for it. So if that works out, at least we can cover income on that end of things. Um, And whatever ends up happening with me professionally, I might just do graphic novels again. We'll see. Um, I can do political strips. I just don't know how to monetize it without. Oh, did I lose you? No, no, you're frozen, but I can still hear you. I see. I'll uh, restart my camera. But um... right, well, let's see if this comes back. And everybody, I want to get to some 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 of the remaining articles in the backdrop after uh, after George's interview. Uh, we got some interesting stuff about McCarthy and where he takes money from. Uh, there's been an interesting article in CBS, no less. So Bankman Freed donated $40 million to Democrats, but apparently donated a million to McCarthy and some other amazing tweets. We'll see if, if George does come back to see us off. Uh, let me see what else we got in the background here. And then we, well, actually, we've got, we've got good news. I mean, there's, there's, let's, while we wait for George, let's just, let's just deal with the good news for the, for the second. Oh, no, he's back. We're going to come to the good news afterwards. Um, Hamar Damlin. Damar Hamlin, sorry, is speaking. Okay, let's bring back George real quick. Add to stream. All right, George, here we go. I'm very sorry about that. Don't worry, don't worry. No, just in the middle of my soliloquy, I was You got frozen. It doesn't matter. So the point being is if you guys want to support me nowadays, uh, I would say grab one of these uh, children's books, grab a plushie, uh, and you'll be helping my family out, if not me directly. Uh, and then in the next few months, maybe I'll announce something else. All right. Well, you're freezing up again, George, but send me all of the links. I'm going to pin them in both YouTube and Rumble and blast them out. And uh, I'll keep following you. You, you do great stuff. 
So keep it up, and I guess. Uh, well, thanks for the invitation. Let's talk uh, without my stupid hardware failures next <laughs> Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Go. Have a good day, but send right. me the links. I'll post them up. Thanks, dude. I appreciate right. it. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Right. Bye-bye. That's George, people. If you didn't know who he was before, you'll know who he is now because the artwork, I remember, I don't want to ruin the scene. It was Kill Bill 1, right? Where I forget who was remembering their traumatic experience from when they were children. And um, it was the super violent scene of the kid under the bed. Chat, help me out who it was. Help me out with who that was. And in the, in the vivabarnslaw.locals.com, uh, Dal says, remember Obama attacked twice as many countries as did, as did the Bushes. According to Jimmy Dore, yes, says Sting. Oh, Obama, I mean, we're talking about, uh, okay, doesn't matter. Let's, let's have a little bit of good news for the day, or at least a, a little bit of the miracles for the day. Um, Damar Hamlin, let me just get the get the story back up here. Oh, if I wish, I, okay, here we go. Damar Hamlin uh, is speaking now. They've taken out the tube, and you know what? what always, uh, I I love the idea of miracles, and I love the idea of like you know pe people's prayers having been answered. And this is the cynic, and this is the little dark side of my brain. It's like okay, you know, one person's prayers having been answered. And people say, you know, prayers work. And then for everyone else who, whose prayers did not get answered, what then? Let's just set aside the Debbie Downer, want, 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 and bask in the good news. Damar Hamlin is speaking after the team, uh, is speaking with team after breathing tube is removed in major health updates. So let's just, you know, set aside all of the potentially quasi-political questions about uh, Damar Hamlin Massive cardiac arrest on the field. I think it was Monday night. The positive news regarding Demar Hamlin's health condition continued on Friday with the Buffalo Bills announcing that his, his breathing tube was removed after he was finally able to speak with his team and medical staff providing his care. The Bills uh, provided another major update on Hamlin. Hamlin, after he suffered cardiac arrest during Monday night's game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, breaking news, I guess. So that's, that's the extent of it. But good news. Someone's prayers have been answered. Um, People's prayers have, have, you know, if, there's a, if there is that element of goodness that prayers and everyone's energy can bring to the world, it brought something good to the world. So politics aside, all of the other issues about the tragedy aside, he's, he's breathing on his own, speaking from what I read. Cognitive um, faculties are impaired, and it's going to be just, you know, uh, uh, the physical road to recovery uh, after what he went through, which is... Tremendously serious. Rob A says, Ochi Run, Lucy Lou. That's right. Ochi Run, Lucy Lou character. Rob A, $1 Ramadan. Thank you very much. Uh, that scene, I would watch an entire movie done in that style. Uh, Alan Hogan says, George is amazing and I bought his book, Goofberry Pie. It's nice. He's, he's, he's an amazing guy. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's get back to some, not, we'll say, let's say the law of politics, people. As they are now going for the, I don't know, whatever, they're at the 10th, the 11th vote, McCarthy is not getting the votes to become Speaker of the House. Um, the process has revealed corruption on the right, racism on the left, and from the most odd of, of, uh, of, of, of individuals, I'll say alleged corruption and alleged racism coming from Cory Bush on the left and corruption, potentially, now I understand why people... Uh, do not trust McCarthy and do not want McCarthy as Speaker of the House. Here's, here's one article. Funny enough, it came out in December 15, 2022. 
you know, th- there were the the revelations that Sam Bankman Freed FTX scandal, which I, I I genuinely believe is some form of Democrat money laundering scheme, insofar as ninety percent of donations, political donations, went to Democrats, if not more. Sam Bankman Freed came out the other day and said, "Oh no 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 no, I gave about the same to both parties. It's just that I gave the I gave the donations to the Republicans with dark money because it would you know media would have freaked the f out. So you can't trace it." It's uh, I can't give you any examples of the dark money that I gave to the Republicans to make me their number three donor. You just have to take my word for it because I'm a pathological liar. All right. Sam Bankman-Fried donated over 40 million. That's Sam Bankman-Fried himself, not his executives who donated another close to 30, not FTX or FTX org, which donated, according to Musk, potentially upwards of a billion. Where did it go? Well, there's an interesting one. Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder and the former CEO of cryptocurrency exchange, FTX made about 40 million in political donations in 2022, according to CBS. Okay, yeah. Bankman Fried was charged with a variety of scandals. Yada, yada. We don't care. He's, he's currently in jail in the Bahamas. Well, he was at the time. Now he's been extradited. Democrat donations. Public records of Bankman Fried's money show it primarily went to support Democratic committees and candidates. He donated $6 million to the House Majority PAC. The main outside group supporting House Democrats. He also gave two hundred fifty thousand dollars to the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee and six hundred fifty. But that's not what we care about. Uh, is this the right article? Here we go. Republican donations. Bankman. C- is this the article? Here we go. Okay, fine. Um, Republican donations. Bankman Free said in an interview in late November, yada, 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 it was roughly equal. Repartis would freak the F out if I gave to Republicans because they're all super liberal. I just wanted to have, I didn't want to have that fight. And so I just made all the Republican ones dark, just like that, dark, untraceable. It's not like the money actually left an account and went somewhere that you can identify. No, just dark, dark, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Excuse me. One federal, ju- okay, forget that. One federal judge levied against Bankman Freed. One federal charge levied against Bankman Fried alleges that he and allies made political donations under other people's names, which would be a campaign finance violation. Uh, you can still identify it if you want to substantiate the dark money claim, but that's not the point. West Realmshire Services, listed as the official political action committee for FTX, gave $1 million to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell's Senate Leadership Fund, as well as $750,000 to House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's Congressional Leadership Fund. All of this dirty money was used in service of Bankman Freed's desire to buy bipartisan influence and impact the direction of public policy in Washington. Yada, yada, yada. Just a cool 750,000 bucks to Kevin McCarthy. And you can sort of understand why some people might not support Kevin McCarthy's run for the speaker. But it gets a little worse from there, people. I'm going to pull it up. And then I'm going to give everyone the caveat that Robert Barnes has given many a times. Um, Here we go. Because if you had any doubts about Kevin McCarthy by virtue of the fact that he's taking uh, donations from political action committees that are, you know, with FTX, fraudster, alleged fraudster, Sam Bankman-Fried, he's also on the World Economic Forum webpage. Now, This is a screen grab of his landing page on the WEF. In fact, let's just see if he's still there, because maybe, maybe he insisted that the WEF take his name and face off their website. He hasn't. 
World Economic Forum, Kevin McCarthy, Congressman from California, Republican, 23rd District, U.S. House Foreign Affairs Committee, Majority Leader of the House of Representatives. Now, we have talked about this with Robert Barnes on the channel, on our streams, many, many times. Robert is, not only is he not wrong, but he's right. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, the way the WEF does these things is they just create landing pages, put up people's profiles, and the more prominent the profile, the more legitimacy it lends to WEF as an entity. Like, oh, look, it's very serious. It's got uh, Justin Trudeau, Jagmeet Singh, Christian Freeland, uh, and a slew of other politicians. And it's not clear if it's with their authorization, with their permission, with their, even with their knowledge that the WEF creates landing pages for these politicians. But if and when you discover that it's the case and you don't ask them to take it down, is that not a bit of a problem? I know the WEF, I'm reading my tweet, I know the WEF creates these landing pages, not necessarily with the permission approval of the individual, but Kevin McCarthy, did you ask the WEF to take your image off their website? Lest it create some illusion of approval association, unless, of course, you approve of it. And because the internet is much smarter than any one individual and certainly much smarter than myself, uh, I believe Kevin McCarthy also attended uh, one of the WEF um, forums. Here we go. Let's see if this was the one. Oh, Kevin Lynch, Kevin Mahaffey, Kevin O'Donnell. That's not Kevin McCarthy. He, he attended in 2018. I'll see if I can find... Um, if I can find it, just it, it, it will. It will. Oh, if I, I can't find the link, people. If anybody can find that for me, it'll raise questions. Uh, taking money from FTX on the WEF page, attending conferences. Never, never Googled. They say attending conferences, and you can sort of understand why people are a little, a little cynical, skeptical of, of McCarthy uh, opposing him at all costs. The question is just as um, Crenshaw is asking, what's the plan, Stan? What happens if you just continue to oppose and they can't appoint a speaker and government doesn't do anything? At the very least, the government might waste less money if they can't actually spend money uh, and can't operate. McCarthy went to Davos in 2016, says WS84. Um, use control and F Viva. Where, why does Kevin get so much cash? Good question. So that's, uh, that's a bit of the problem with Kevin McCarthy. And it certainly, it, it will illustrate certain fundamental objections to him. Uh, from what I understand, despite all of this, McCarthy I, has not yet met or has not met with the people who are opposing his nomination. He keeps losing votes in each subsequent, um, in each subsequent vote. He went from like 213 votes down to 200. Uh, they had the um, uh, the individual who I, I don't know what his name is, but uh, Byron Donaldson, Byron Donalds, who was one of the speaker options. Um, this is this is just shocking, by the way. This is just you, you understand the the mentality when they talk about the. I don't know what words I'm allowed using without getting myself canceled. But when they talk about independent thought mentality. 
when, when someone like Byron Donalds dares thinks for himself, uh, Corey Bush quickly comes in and uh, degrades him as a man. This is Corey Bush uh, re- replying or tweeting about the recommendation, the, the, the vote for Byron Donalds as potential speaker. She's a U.S. congressman, nurse, activist, single mom, pastor leading with love, fighting for regular people. She, her. Just in case anyone had any doubts. For what it's worth, FWIW, Byron Donalds is not a historic candidate for speaker. He is a prop. Despite being black, he supports a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. His name being in the mix is not progress. It's pathetic. So how do we break this one down a little bit? Because it it very much sounds to me like Cori Bush just called Byron Donald's on Uncle Tom. I had to look up to make sure that the term was, in fact, the right term. Uh, we, we, We know the song Uncle Tom Definition. Offensive. A black man considered to be excessively obedient or servile to white people. A person regarded as betraying their culture or social allegiance. Yes. Yes, it sounds exactly to me like... Um, Corey Bush suggested, implied that Byron Donalds is the online definition of Uncle Tom in having violated, servient to white people and having violated his culture and race and ethnicity and heritage. He's not a historical black candidate for speaker. He is a prop. That's interesting. I mean, that, that shows you a bit of the thought process of Corey Bush. Uh, confession through projection, much? Despite being black, he's a traitor. He's, he's the black face of white supremacy. I mean, it's, it's another Larry Elder. The second anybody dare deviate from the cult, they become the, 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 a face of... Imagine suggesting that a, that a, that a free-thinking black American, liberty-loving, pro-Trump, pro-Second Amendment, pro-life, husband, father to three, congressman, Florida 19, official account. Imagine suggesting that a free-thinking black man, first of all, as if you got to demean his accomplishments. When when Ketanji Brown becomes the first black woman uh, Supreme Court justice, ironic in that she can't even identify what a woman is, but set that aside. When she becomes the first black woman uh, Supreme Court justice, it's it's magnificent. But uh, hold on a second. Now that I'm applying this logic, is she a prop? I mean, were were the Democrats using her as a prop? There's far more evidence to support that theory. Joe Biden saying, I'm going to pick someone, but they're going to be a black woman. Meritocracy be damned. This is going to be a a, a, a ethnic, ethnicrosity. Ethnic, well, you know, you know what I'm saying? So does she view Ketanji Brown as a prop? I I suspect she does, but it's, it's her prop. It's a Democrat prop. Therefore, Despite being black, he supports a policy agenda intent on upholding and perpetuating white supremacy. His name being in the mix. It's not progress. It's pathetic. Shame. Cory Bush with a, a take that should make. Donald's is a goat. I can't read the rest of that. Goat is the greatest of all time. Uh, so that, that, it, it reveals everything. You know, it, it might reveal some stubbornness in the holdouts. It has revealed what many have already suspected about Dan Crenshaw, referring to the holdouts as terrorists and children. You know, think, agree with us, 
or you are a terrorist, an ideological political terrorist. Agree with us, or you're a race traitor. Agree with us, or you are the white face of, sorry, the black face of white supremacy. Does everybody know about that? Like I take for granted everybody knows these things. Share screen. Um, I, I, hold on, let, let me, no, I don't wanna go there. Let me just see this. I take for granted everybody knows that. White face of black super. Why do I keep doing it that way? Black face of white, and we'll get with that. This, is, this was from the LA Times. Larry Elder is the black face of white supremacy. You've been warned. And these assholes want to lecture us on hate speech? That is hate speech. That is racist hate speech. A black man who thinks for himself becomes the face of white supremacy. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Um, okay. McCarthy, hold on. I had a, I had the latest here. Let's just, uh, I, I don't think anything new has happened. It's fun. It's fun watching this, not from a watching it burn perspective. It's fun watching this because this is indeed revelatory. The heck is going on here? It's revelatory of who people are. You see the, the, the juvenile nature of, God darn it, get it. What the, okay, sorry, this is impossible, archive. You see the juvenile nature of the left. They are, they are happy watching it burn because they can exploit it for political profit. Uh, it reveals character on the right, character or lack thereof, stubbornness. Okay, I don't, I don't know if there's any news. Anybody. Let, let, let me go to the chat in Locals and see if there's any, been any news. People, in the chat in Locals, we've got to go. McCarthy, here we go. Okay, this is from P. Fitzer. J.P. Hiker, a tweet from Kevin McCarthy with Mitch's wife at a Klaus Schwab WEF conference is all you need to know. Here we go. Our Locals community, vivabarnslaw.locals.com. It's a wonderful community. It's an intelligent community. It's a respectful community. Here we go. Check this out. Okay. Now all that I need to do is just do this. Once bitten, twice shy people, save image as... Uh, let's go Kevin. Kevin! And I'm going to take it out and just Google that. I'm going to reverse image search. Make sure that is a legit picture. You can never know these days. Tinai.com. Everybody's familiar with Timai. Tinai is a reverse image search. And I'm going to go just reverse image search this in real time so I don't get so I don't get screwed again. It says it didn't match any searches. Well, I'm gonna have to go verify that because I don't wanna. So for the time being, we're gonna put that on maybes. Hold on a second. Let me just see. Let me see in the comments if anyone identified that as being fake. Uh, Trump was at a WF conference too. Rhino is a CCC spy. Okay, whatever. Anyhow, so that's it. Um, the updates. I don't think there's any. Still, still a speaker stalemate, according to Fox News. Okay. I forgot something, by the way, um, when it came to Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson having his license looked at, being investigated by investigators from his professional body because they didn't like certain tweets that he 
put on the Twitterverse. I almost forgot about this. My tweet, before we get into the thread of it, and it's, it's glorious. In communist Canada, hyperbolic, government-subsidized journalists target ideological dissent, dissidents, and perpetrators of wrong think by trying to rat them out to licensing bodies authorities. They also pretend not to understand sarcasm and context when convenient. And it's in reference to a Rachel Gilmore tweet. Now, I'm always reluctant or hesitant to address Rachel Gilmore's tweets because the way um, Rachel's MO goes is that she will dish it out and attack people and literally try to get them in trouble with their licensing bodies. And, and you'll see it here. And then when people critique her, uh, she's going to then claim that she's being targeted by big, bad bully men who are you know, picking on her and that her inbox and Twitter feed gets overloaded with negative, nasty comments. So I'm asking everybody who's watching this, um, express your disagreements politely, respectfully, and not in a manner that then allows people to purport to be the victims when they are, in fact, the aggressors. This is the tweet from Rachel Gilmore as relates to Jordan Peterson. Oh, I'd like to see a fuller representation of the tweets that got Jordan Peterson in trouble with the College of Psychologists. For example, this piece referring to the National Post article fails to mention whether, whether his professional association took issue with this one. Oh, and like anybody doesn't understand what she's doing right now. Oh, I'd like to see the full list. Uh, were you guys aware of this one? Hey, uh, Order of Psychologists, College of Psychologists, Canadian government, Daddy, Justin, Justin Trudeau, were you aware of this tweet from, from uh, Jordan Peterson? Oh, and what, what's the tweet? It's a tweet from Jordan Peterson replying to Robert Reich, where Reich says, let me see if we can see it, we can see it. Elon Musk and his enablers have turned this website into a torrent of ad hominem attacks, lies floated as jokes, and blatant misinformation. This isn't freedom of speech, it's just dangerous. I ironic here, by the way, the, it, his enablers is an ad hominem attack. Elon Musk and his enablers, ad hominem, have turned this into a torrent of ad hominem attacks. Oh yeah, by me. Lies floated as jokes and blatant misinformation. Blatant. This isn't freedom of speech. It's just dangerous. And Jordan Peterson responds, and it's getting just impossible to find child porn. Smiley face. It, it seems to me that Rachel Gilmore is attempting to suggest that there was an element of seriousness in order to make that tweet inappropriate and making it, oh, did the article reference this tweet or this one? Or I'm not saying you should get in trouble for it, college of psychologists, but you might want to look at it as if nobody understands what exactly Jordan Peterson was getting at in that tweet to rub in the face of Robert Reich that while those idiots make fun of Elon Musk for, for, for baseless misinformation allegations that, that it's turned into hate. What is it that you should go? Ad hominem attacks? Oh, yeah, Twitter just turned into that. Twitter has never been about ad hominem attacks before, Rob Reich. You're right. It was, it was a wonderful circle of love. It was a kumbaya of love up until Elon took it over. My God, give me a flipping break. Twitter has always been a cesspool of ad hominem attacks. If you don't like it, go it somewhere else. Oh, no, no, but it's, oh, it's just turned into that. It was beautiful before. It was daisies and, and, and children dancing in the snowflakes and Skittles. Lies, what was I saying? Oh, 
So while Rob, while Rob Reich is attacking Elon Musk for a stupid, dishonest, and disingenuous reason, Jordan Peterson is highlighting the fact that in the meantime, while these blue checkmark idiots feign faux outrage about what Twitter is that it always was, um, Elon has actively gone after accounts that were, that were hosting, sharing, promoting egregious sexual uh, inappropriate and illegal content. This was a known problem to Twitter before Musk was there. Known to Twitter, which also means it was known to the FBI, now that we know of the FBI's active involvement in Twitter. It was a known problem to Twitter. Known to Vijay Gad, they were actually sued by a victim who alleged that Twitter failed to take down sexually explicit material of a minor taken without their consent, which he and his parents asked them to take down, and they refused to take it down because it didn't violate Twitter rules. They knew it was a problem. It's been a problem for a while. Eliza Blue, for those of you who don't know her, raising awareness of these issues on Twitter for a while. It seems not only did you know Twitter know about it and tolerate it, other entities also knew about it and tolerated it, but, but Elon Musk, no. And he vowed to Eliza Blue, he says, I'm going to tackle the CP, uh, the, the sexually explicit illegal material, and cancel. I, I think he, he deleted like 44,000 accounts that were related to the content. So while Rob Reich pretends that Twitter's going down the bowels, um, the toilet, Jordan Peterson's saying, oh yeah, but, but ignore the fact that Elon is making it much harder for child pornography to be hosted on the platform. And Rachel Gilmore suggests that there's something inappropriate with this tweet, but you know, tongue in cheek, ha ha. Rachel Gilmore is a journalist, literally and literally using her platform and her status as a journalist to hold citizens responsible to the government and not the government responsible to the citizens through disingenuous and dishonest tweets that suggest that there was an element of seriousness in uh, seriousness to lend to the inappropriateness of Jordan Peterson's tweet. Mm, I almost forgot to bring that one up. Okay. And let me see what else there was here. Okay, this, this was the tweet. And, and there were more. I want to know what criticize means here as a joke. Okay, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, but if you're going to express your disagreement with Rachel, do it, do it respectfully. Do it in a manner that will not make me look bad. Um, but of course, there are bad players out there who are deliberately going to do it in a way that might make me look bad because then it allows them to say, look, oh, someone talked about me and look how, look how bad his followers are. When I'm thoroughly convinced that none of the people who subscribe to this channel, none of the people in our Viva Barnes Law Locals community um, would engage in that type of conduct because that's not who we are and that's not what we stand for. Oh, people are saying it's Robert Risch. I like to do the Robert Reich. I knew I actually knew a, a, a Reich, and they went by Reich, but I think phonetically it's supposed to be Reich. Um, okay, I had more stuff in the background that I don't want to forget about. Hold on. Uh, okay, what's this tweet? Not now. Okay, this this we covered at the beginning. Got it. Good. Um, let me see what else we got. Okay, this was the tweet about SBF having given. $750,000 to, to McCarthy. Okay, we got that. Um, that's the Joe Rogan. Okay, we got that as well. So I think, okay, I think, I think we've done good here, people. I'm going to go to the chat in a second. Um, okay. Breaking news updates is that Fox McCarthy tries to secure. We got that. Oh, well, let's... let's uh, <laughs> 
I'm not that good at memes, but every now and again, I get one. Rob Rish, Rish, extreme MAGA House Republicans are already achieving part of their goal, preventing the U.S. government from functioning. That might actually save a lot of lives. That might save a lot of money. You know, the, the idea that the, how the government hasn't been functioning by siphoning off billions and hundreds of billions of dollars to fund foreign conflict, to drone bomb weddings. If that's functioning, maybe, maybe dysfunction is not a bad thing. But it's the extreme MAGA House Republicans. The NPCs have had the chip implant. The update is now extreme MAGA Republicans. It starts with the president, and then it trickles down to all of his minions. Say the line, Rob. Extreme MAGA Republican. Yay! It, it's, it's not an accident. People think like, you know, when, when people they th say things are orchestrated, they're coordinated, like, like there's a memo coming from the White House to tell everybody, now you shall employ this terminology. It's part of the game. Everybody knows. They take their cues. They take their hints. You know, deplorables. When Hillary Clinton used deplorables to describe Republicans, it's only a matter of time before the minions got the update. That's the term now we should use. We don't need instructions. We don't need an email. We don't need someone come and say, hey, this is it. We know it. When Justin Trudeau, you know, came out with his anti-vax positions, people knew. They took their cues. When Joe Biden in his crimson speech, extreme MAGA Republicans are threatened. Hey, the, the idiot NPC non-programmed, what is it, non-playable characters, non-programmed characters, they, they, they know, they, they take the hint. Uh, look at the weather, cyclone bomb. Name, name, see, kick, Jack. What does that say there? Namak, Namak, Jack. Look at the weather, Viva. Cyclone bomb. What is that? <laughs> okay. Let's go to the chat in vivabarnslaw.locals.com. New York Post has them labeled as saboteurs on the front page. Viva didn't pull this up, did he? Hold on. Looks like a tweet. Hold on. What's this tweet? What's the tweet? It says it doesn't. Oh, uh, Joe Maskew. I can't see the tweet. Oh, it might have been the um, WEF. I'm, I'm getting a little nervous because that picture of McCarthy on stage in this tweet. Uh, it, it, tin Eye is not the best. Hold on a second. Okay. This image, if anybody can authenticate the image, because Tin Eye is not the best. But this image in reverse search did not come up in Tinai. And now that I look and I want to get like super, super crazy analytical, do those names look good? It's a highly pixelated image. That's all the image there is. Chat, if you can find the confirmation for that, it'll make me less nervous that it's a doctored image. Uh, in Rumble. Barnes will be back Sunday from Rob A. This is correct. We are having our first stream of the year Sunday, and we're going to have a lot to talk about. Um, but I guess he hasn't, uh, he hasn't, he didn't do a bourbon with Barnes yesterday. I'm going to go live on Locals exclusive later on um, just for the Locals community. But uh, I don't think we have anything more to, uh, to do today, people. You met George Alexopoulos. I'm going to put his links up uh, in the pinned comments. Um, McCarthy, no updates, which is an update. Peterson, the re-education of Canadian citizens continues and the 
full transformation of Canada into China will make Justin Trudeau proud. He will have great admiration for his own administration for having done it. Okay. Uh, what are we going to play us out with today? I'm going to go back to the chat. Okay, JP Hiker, I see that. I see that. Okay. There's no more update in the chat on Locals. All right, what do we uh, end today's stream with? I think it's going to be fishing. Oh, have I showed? I played my fishing show, um, my fish story twice. Catch and cook is too long. That fish, that's too long. Let's just see. I'm going to get, I'm going to get something good. I'm going to get something good here. Give me a second. All right, let's go to my first walleye. It's a bit of a long video, but it'll be fun to watch. Chat, everyone. I'll be live on Locals this afternoon. Locals exclusive. Um, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before I forget. Very bad at, at even promoting my own stuff. If you want merch, get some merch. Viva Barnes Law. Viva Barnes University, not a real university. There it is. We'll be wild, people. The tweet that sparked an insurrection. Go to January. There'll be a protest. We'll be wild. <gasps> but let's ignore the peaceful protests. Support the police. We are the, we are the party of law and order. We'll be wild. As if, as if that's, now, that's now incitement. We'll be wild. It was wild. Is now, is now bad speech. It's bad speech and wrong thing. Everybody, thank you all for being here. Uh, do not lose faith, but do not keep blind faith. Do not conduct yourselves in a manner that would make your parents, your children, or your pets uh, ashamed of you. Uh, you want the white? The white pill is going to be a fishing video, uh, Nature Lover Freedom. The, the white pill? I guess the white pill really is the disagreement that we're seeing right now among the Republicans uh, to appoint the Speaker of the House. It's, it's, it, it's being made fun of. It's being called obstruction. It's a white pill because it's revealing that, uh, it, first of all, one party is not a monolithic cult. They don't sit there chanting, McCarthy, McCarthy. It's not a monolithic cult. It's a party that has internal disagreements. It's also a white pill because it's showing the powers that be that they cannot rely on the blind adherence of their, of their constituents, of their supporters. Uh, it is also a way of keeping power in check. This will resolve itself. It will resolve itself people are going to understand that there are diverging interests now and that they have to listen to them. Uh, I think it's a white pill as well because I don't like doing the left and right thing on an individual basis uh, because there are good liberals, there are good Democrats, and you don't even need to say this. On a political basis, um, the Democrat Party acts like a cult. And it's not to say that to some extent the, you know, the, the, the Republican Party doesn't or conservatives don't as well. Uh, but, you know, excommunications agree with our thought or we will literally unperson you. Uh, Behavior-wise, talking points-wise, um, that's a white pill. I think it's revealing people for who they are. It's revealing political parties for what they are. This will resolve itself as things always tend to do, but it will resolve itself for the better. All right, and with that said... VivaFry.com for merch. With that said, let us play us out 
with a fishing video. The first time I ever caught a walleye. And by the way, literally, uh, I think I might have caught one walleye once upon a time. But we're going to do it. Everybody, enjoy the day. Get out there. Exercise. Sunlight. Talk to people. Even people you don't like. Maybe not. Even people whose ideas you may not like. Um, at the end of the day, people have to accept and understand that we will not agree with everything everyone else has to say. Heck, I have not even agreed with everything I've had to say. Um, but get out there and talk to people because people, generally speaking, are good. People, generally speaking, uh, want to get along and they want to make progress. And you just have to watch out for the predators. So, well, that just got dark real quick. All right. Enjoy it. Speaking of predators and prey, here's a fishing video. Who would be interested? Peace.